So, hello everyone. It's the 13th of September, 2023. And I'm sitting here with one of the fathers of underground electric heavy vehicles. Who are you and, and where am I? <laughs> hello, hello everybody. So, name is Samo Kukkonen and I'm the technology director here at Normet in, in Finland, in Salmi at the moment. And when you say Salmi, where, where's, I mean, I'm, I'm here with you in Salmi. Where's Salmi in Finland? Just help people understand where we are. Yeah, Isalmi is about 500 kilometers to the north from, from Helsinki. And uh, Finland, Finland is, is basically next to, next to Sweden. Yeah. And I understand from our discussions, your career from university days has been focused on energy and what have you. Tell me, how, how have you ended up, what is your journey to be here at Normand? building these new electric underground vehicles. How did this all happen? Tell me, where, where did you come from? Yeah, okay, maybe maybe I start start by uh, with, with my study background. So I was kind of, uh, maybe it was a lucky chance, maybe maybe it was intuition, but I got, I got interested in kind of uh, electricity and uh, especially, you know, high, high power electricity electricity and that led me to study power electronics at the Tampere University of Technology here here in Finland about about 15 years ago and uh, it turned out that the power electronics that that really is the kind of the study study background that is needed to kind of develop electric vehicles develop the drive lines develop, develop the all the systems needed to make the vehicles move with electricity and uh, so that that was the uh, that was the study background and then then i went to technical research center of finland uh, which is a government government owned you know company concentrating on technical research and i did i did you know back back in those days we had a lot of lot of you know public funding for for different kinds of projects and especially during those times we were focusing on at first we were focusing on fuel cell fuel cells, so I, I did a couple of years of uh, fuel, cell, fuel cell research work and then, then I also, then I moved to, to, you know, battery research. I was building the battery research infrastructure at the, at the technical research center, doing, uh, doing a lot of, lot of battery testing, building the, building the team and uh, delivering basically, you know, battery research, research results for the, for the project partners. Can I ask you about that? Yeah. When I turned up at Helsinki Airport, right out the front was an electric bus getting yep. filled up with electricity from overhead. Yeah. Do you know about those? Were you part of the development of that sort of technology? Yeah, we were. We were actually. We we did have a project ongoing at at the technical research center where we actually built, designed, and built an electric city bus. And then then we have also kind of adjoining adjoining projects where we also. Uh, investigated how do we need to build the charging infrastructure for the for the cities, and then we did a lot of work for, for example, for example, Helsinki city, Espoo city, Turku city here in Finland to 
kind of a define how they could you know take take those electric city buses in use and where they need to implement the charging charging systems mm. and then then also did some you know european level work through the european union funded projects some some you know international work from from there as well so. okay and then your journey brings you here to nomad when yeah. did that happen so the journey journey with, with nomad it started in 2012 so 11 11 years years ago so so i got i got contracted from normet back in back in that time to to carry out a feasibility study on electrifying normet normet machinery and the how i approached that was that well first first we need to understand you know how the machines are operating so we went to a local local you know tunneling sites here so we started with the tunneling work we, we went to local tunneling sites we did a lots of uh, lots of measurements on energy uses of those diesel powered vehicles and and we found out and then at the same time when we were doing the, the measurements I did a study of the kind of what is the state of the art of let's say componentry what is the state of the art of the technology to electrify that is available at the market at this, this very moment and that study plus then the measurements the result was that it is actually very much possible to electrify normal machines with the with the technology that was available back then so. yeah and were you in the room literally when there was a blank like a blank piece of paper on the wall to decide how we're going to do this yeah so uh, we we started from scratch basically yeah and when you say you started from scratch, I've been lucky enough to have a look around your production facility, mm-hmm. and unless I'm misunderstanding it, your electric vehicles aren't just a diesel vehicle with an electric power plant in them. They're actually different machines. Yeah, yeah, it's actually totally new generation of machines. So, so there's, uh, um, so how we how we actually designed those was well, we started the let's say the, the work of electrification by collecting our customer requirements i did a lot of traveling to north america australia and a lot of lot of different you know customers i visited and started building this kind of a global requirements for the smart drive we call the electric vehicle the smart drive that we have and then we quickly found out that okay we you know, in, in mining, there's not just one type of vehicle that is needed in mining. There's multiple different types of vehicles that machinery that is, is required. And, and we need to electrify them all. It's it's not a question of just electrifying one. We want to electrify them all. So, and, and then we started thinking that, okay, how, how do we do this? How, how can we possibly electrify everything? So then, then we came up with this kind of a modular approach where we kind of built this let's say electrification module if you will that we then share across across our different machine machine types whether it's a spraying rig concrete transportation vehicle uh, explosive charging rig scissor lift whatever they are all using the same let's say electrification module in them so it's the, the smart drive as we call it it's really is a platform mm. shared across different types and from a logistics point of view the other thing i noticed was the spare parts for these electrics uh, yeah. and electric vehicles? There's a lot less of them. I mean, you don't you don't have the 
big range of diesel engines, you don't have all that componentry. Yeah. It looks much simpler. Yeah, for example, if, if a mine, mine site is operating with Normac machines and they, they might have a sprayer there, they might have the explosive charging rig there, concrete transportation rig, scissor um, um, lifts, well, for example, five different types of uh, machinery from Normat, and all of them has the same motor, all of them have the same batteries, same electrical components pretty much, so that kind of, and all of them you know, operate the same way. When you jump into the cabin, they drive the same way, and you maintain them the same way, you can use the same spare part inventory yeah. as well. It's interesting, it's, in a way, it's the Tesla approach, like you hop in a Tesla, and they just got yeah. the, it's the same engines, it's the same or motors or yeah. whatever. It's really I, I was really struck by that how how you'd simplified all of that drive the drive line. Yeah, uh, I, you were kind enough to let me take one for a drive on the yeah. test track, and I I got up to staggering speeds like ten kilometers an hour up an incline and things like that. What struck me in the cab was how quiet they are. Uh, mm-hmm. And just easy to operate. Even, even if I wanted to abuse the vehicle, I my sense was that I, I couldn't easily abuse the vehicle. Like you know, and I, I couldn't. Even though I could say go from forward to reverse and slam it from one to the other, the logistics in the control systems don't allow that. So it all yeah. brings itself to a stop. Does all its adjustments. Is yes. that? Is that part of what you've done as well? Yeah, that's that's part of the part of the design, and, and we we actually did that by internally. So it's it's an internal design. So we designed all of those features there. So we really wanted to. Well, first of all, the, the machine needs to have you know better performance than a diesel vehicle. It needs to be, you know, it needs to do the job it's intended to do. High performing, but it needs to be also comfortable to drive, even fun fun to drive. So that's that's very important. But then we also wanted to build the system so that it's um, easy to drive, but also safe to drive. So it's very difficult actually to abuse the the the, the how how you drive the vehicle. So as an example, if you are driving forwards, you can switch to reverse. You know, while driving, it will smoothly. You know slow down and then reverse so it doesn't break anything and also the also the kind of the it has a hill start feature so it, it will automatically apply the brakes in the hill when you and then when you want to move you just press the gas pedal and it, it will it will move and it it's also also um, one pedal driving so it's it's basically you don't really need to use the brake pedal the brake pedal is there always of course if there's some situation where you need to stop immediately but basically basically all the all the 95% of the time you can you can only use the you know accelerator pedal and uh, and uh, it's very easy to drive because because when using the accelerator pedal you basically select the speed so for example you put the pedal in a position where the machine is driving 10 kilometers per hour it will do 10 kilometers hour regardless of what, how, whether there's an inclination, declination or, or level driving. It will hold the speed. So it, it's very comfortable, very easy to drive because you don't need to modu- modulate the pedal too, too much. And uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of these kind of uh, intelligent functions there. And uh, 
features that are preventing the operator from abusing the vehicle and breaking the vehicle. For example, you cannot you cannot you know drive against the brakes as an example. If you are if you try to drive with the motor against the brakes, the machine will smoothly just you know stop. Mm. So so yeah. So we we believe that this will kind of. Uh, Reduce the reduce accidents, but then it will also reduce wear and tear. One of the the features that I hadn't really hadn't considered until being here and driving it is that in many circumstances, if you were say entering the mine or heading with a load down the mine, you don't want your battery full. Yeah, and I was like, it took me a, it took me a little while to get my head around this, and then of course I realised this machine because it converts the gravitational potential into yeah. electrical energy you the the fear that people have of going into a mine with you know unless they're fully got fully charged it's actually it's almost the opposite you 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 don't want to go in fully charged because then you don't get the full advantage of your regeneration as you go down can you explain how the regenerative system works and how going into a mine actually charges you up for the return journey yeah, so the as said, you know, the let's start from the driving pedal. So you select the, you press the pedal down and and you hold it midway as an example, and the machine will do ten kilometers per hour, regardless of whether you are going uphill level or downhill. So when you are going, if you are going on level surface, you are using a little bit of power, a little bit of energy from the batteries. And when, when you are going uphill, then you need lots of power to, to, to make the machine keep the 10 kilometers per hour in, in uphill driving. But now when you go downhill, the actually the, the direction of the power reverses automatically. So, so in decline driving, the motors in the, in the machine are actually acting as generators. They are generating electricity and we store that electricity back, back to the back batteries. So this is also called, you know, re- regenerative braking. Mm-hmm. And for this reason, when you drive downhill, you want to, you don't want to charge the battery all the way full when you are, when you are at the surface before tri- starting your downhill journey, because you want to have some, some, you know, space in the battery to put the re- regenerative power back to the battery. If the battery is full, you cannot do that. Then, then we just need to kind of use auxiliary devices to kind of consume the mm. power as, as heat, and then the power would be lost. Mm. I get the feeling this is a personal, personal thing for you. It's not. I mean, yes, we're here in a company, and yes, you're producing vehicles for that company. But my sense is the environment and environmental protection and pollution and uh, climate change and things like that, they're actually a personal thing for you and a driver. Am I, have I missed something or am I right? Yeah, that, that's, that's true. So maybe it wasn't obvious, but, but I did change from the Technical Research Centre to Normet in 2016, was it? And uh, so I was a research scientist, and when I jumped to Normet, I was the chief engineer for the for the electric electric vehicle, and which I'm doing still quite a lot these days as well. And uh, basically, I reached to a point at the technical research center that kind of uh, 
if you do research long enough time, then then kind of uh, your knowledge starts to the speed of how you create new knowledge. It starts to kind of taper off, starts to saturate a little bit. So then I was thinking that okay, do I do I stay and uh, we set up another another project? I might learn a little bit more. Maybe maybe I start doing the doctoral dissertation as well. Or should I go to some some company? company and actually start start designing these vehicles and have a real impact so and and that was kind of the motivation that i had the skill and i i wanted to do something useful with the skill something that is beneficial for the for the environment and the and the people so and norman allowed me to do that so Mm. and this place we're in it's a beautiful place yeah uh i'm a bit shocked i've seen no rubbish it's it's quiet yes uh, there's no restaurants in town. Not too many, no. <laughs> uh, and uh, I had dinner last night and they didn't even, there was, wasn't even any music. Everyone just spoke quietly. Have I missed something or is this a very environmentally sensitive, friendly kind of place? Is that just part yeah. of the DNA here? I'll yeah, I, I think nature is, has always been through. Finnish Finnish people has been very important. So and and we we do like the kind of the quietness and and kind of uh, um, we don't talk too much. But when we talk, we usually talk the subjects. We we tell the truth and 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 go to the right to the point. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a very good observation. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for talking to me. Oh, before I go, what's next? Like here you are, father of father of this generation of equipment. How do you see the future through your eyes, in terms of alternative, sort of a low carbon future for heavy vehicles? How do you see it? Well, I, I think I think I think if we talk about you know battery electric vehicles, I think it's just a matter of time. You know when the Everything will electrify basically. Every every single type of, of vehicles will will be electrified. It's just a kind of a question of time and the order. Some are easier to electrify. Some are harder to electrify. So some will come earlier. Some will come come later. But I'm I'm sure that everything in the end will electrify. Of of course, you know, in some applications, you know, they maybe fuel cells have also have a place in some applications but those applications that can be electrified with battery technology i'm I'm sure that will that will happen well thank you very much for talking with me and uh so here we are in finland the winter is coming i noticed some clouds in the sky yeah and uh i had a, a lovely dinner next to a lake uh, where the fish were caught for me last night, which was just just wonderful. And if there had to be a place where heavy duty underground electric vehicles were created, I've got to say the spirit in the air here is just right for it. So thank you for your time. No worries. Thank you.